He had a knack for getting into mischief, but that was about it. Yes, he had betrayed her to the Fairy Queen, but he also came back for her. He had rescued William and herself from the Queen's cells. That was what counted, but that didn't matter to Jack. He and Corrigan had clashed from the moment they met, and that didn't look set to change any time soon. As to whose idea it was to sneak out of the shed while Emily slept, both Corrigan and William were capable of making such a rash decision. We should find them, she said, before they get into trouble. Agreed, but one of us should stay here. If they come back and find the shed empty, they'll just head right back into London again. Jack was right, and as much as Emily wanted to feel as if she was doing something other than sitting around, Jack had already been into the city. She'd probably only get herself lost. Then you should go, she said, but if you don't find them in an hour, come back so we can figure out what to do next. Jack nodded and yanked the door all the way open. Hazy afternoon light spilled inside, illuminating moth-eaten pelts and three large barrels that had been shoved up against the side wall. Outside, a dusty avenue lined with more half-ruined sheds led down to the brown waters of the Thames, the sun glinting on small waves as they lapped against the muddy riverbank. Jack handed her the small package of pastries. Emily briefly thought about asking him where he got the money to buy them, but she wasn't sure she would like the answer, so decided against it. Then he hurried along the weed-choked road. Emily watched until he disappeared behind one of the tumble-down shacks, then sat down on a smooth boulder outside the shed. She fished around in her jacket and once again pulled out the pocket watch the Dagda had given her. The metal was covered in patterns so delicate they were hard to see unless you tilted the watch to catch the light. Emily gently rubbed her fingers across the engravings, then pressed the gold button at the top. The lid clicked open, revealing a circle of plain, dark glass. What did it mean? Had the Dagda tricked her after all? Back in Hyde Park, the watch had shown Emily her ma and da, sitting in a room in an old castle, dragons circling overhead. But ever since she'd come through the fairy gate, all it showed was a blank face. How could she tell if the images had ever been real? She'd been tricked and lied to over and over since this whole thing began. It was hard to know what the truth was anymore. A loud caw echoed forlornly through the ramshackle buildings. Emily looked up, startled by the sound. A large raven was perched on the rotting roof of one of the sheds, but it wasn't like any raven Emily had ever seen. Instead of the normal black colour, this one was totally white, with eyes that were a bright, startling blue. The bird tilted its head to the side, staring down at the package of pies in Emily's lap. It cawed again. This time the caw sounded demanding, as if the bird was giving her an order. Emily hesitated, then put the watch away and unwrapped the flimsy paper. She broke off a chunk of crumbly pastry and threw it onto the path. The raven let out a triumphant caw and flapped down from the roof, its pale beak stabbing violently at the food, throwing it up into the air and catching it before it touched the ground. Emily watched the bird with a mixture of curiosity and nervousness. It was the biggest raven she had ever seen. Its beak alone was about the length of her middle finger. The bird finished the morsel of pastry. Then it tilted its head again so it could stare at her with one pale blue eye. No more for you, she said firmly. Shoo! 
Emily tried to wave the raven away, but the bird simply followed the movements of her hands, watching expectantly for more food. When nothing was forthcoming, it hopped closer, snapping its beak rapidly together, making a noise that Emily found vaguely threatening. Shoo! repeated Emily. Away with you! The bird ignored her and hopped even closer, still clicking its beak. Emily searched around for something to throw at it, but as she was doing so, she saw Jack reappear at the end of the lane, followed closely by William and Corrigan. Emily surged to her feet. The raven let out a startled cry and danced backward. It launched itself into the air and fluttered to the roof, all the while cawing its raucous displeasure. Emily ignored it and hurried toward the others. As she approached, she could hear Corrigan complaining loudly from his position on Will's shoulders. I don't see what all the fuss is about, he snapped. We went to look for food. What of it? What if you hadn't found anything for us? Then we'd all be starving. I did find something.